Howdy there, this is MJ. I am continuing my uh, series of revisiting The Mandalorian. This time I'm going to be talking about Mandalorian Chapter 2, which is called The Child. Um, so I really like this episode. Um, I laughed a lot. I think uh, I, I laughed a lot at the uh, the antics with the Jawas. I think one of the things I liked most about the episode, though, was that... Um, like, there was good humor based in the characters and based in them doing things that I believe that they would do. Um, like, you know, mostly the Mando. Um, but also, I don't know, it was an interesting blend of um, action and adventure that we got to see. Basically, it's interesting. The Mando is stuck on this planet, whatever it's called, and he can't get off of it quite yet because... Um, he can't get off of it quite yet because his ship gets ransacked by these Jawas, and then he basically goes on this quest to uh, get his uh, ship back in order. And in order to do that, uh, we have the Ugnaught help him out. Um, and just like the Ugnaught kind of taught him something about uh, taming the... I want to say Dubak. I know it's not Dubak. Taming the Blurg in the previous episode... Um, he kind of has to teach him something here again about, um, I don't know, about trade, about, um, how he can, hmm, what does he teach him? How he can fit in with the, the Jawas? I'm not sure. It's just, it's interesting because, um, Quill, I'm going to use his name because I know it already. Quill is like, he's like a semi-mentor. Um, he says, he has a funny line where Mando's like, hey, I'm surprised you wait for me after he comes back from, uh, killing the Mudhorn and getting the egg, and Quill says, I'm surprised you took so long. And again, like, he knows the reputation of the Mandalorians, and he's kind of hyping them up a little bit, um, or he's not hyping them up, but he, uh, regards them well. And, uh, I find that to be pretty interesting, um, I'm not exactly sure why. It might be because, you know, I have this reputation of knowing what the Mandalorians are capable of, like Boba Fett, and, you know, seeing Jango Fett, of course, he was super awesome, and took on Obi-Wan, right? Um, and attacked the clones. But, I don't know, I guess it's just interesting how Quill has the same um, vision of the Mandalorians and what they're like and what they're capable of that I have from being a Star Wars fan, because he's heard of these things uh, that they're able to do. And, I don't know, I find that interesting. Um, it, but that's not really the main point I want to bring up. I like, there's a couple things I really liked in this episode. I liked how much Mando struggled. And I also liked, um, I don't know, it, 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 all, it all felt very special. Um, I ended up titling, uh, like kind of appending an extra title to my uh, review from the last episode that it was like a day in the life of the Mando. And I was thinking, well, maybe, you know, each episode, because I've seen the series already once and I'm just going through it again, you know, so we meet the Mando in this episode. It's called The Mandalorian. Chapter 2 is called The Child. So, um, you know, are we going to get to know about a bunch, a bunch about the child? And technically we do. We get a big revelation of him being, you know, Force-sensitive or whatever, and that he likes big, weird desert frogs. Um, and... I'm not sure what else was revealed about him, and I think that was a uh, a wrong-headed notion that I had. I guess maybe, I don't know, I was just, as I was watching, I was thinking uh, that it's all very mythic, it's it's being presented in a very mythic way, um, like things are called by simple names, uh, the Mando calls the, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, he calls the Crawling Fortress the Crawling Fortress, because that's what it is, it's a fortress that crawls, um, he calls 
uh, you know, he doesn't have a name for the child, so he calls it the child. Uh, the creature he fights, I don't remember if he calls it a mudhorn in this episode or if it's in, if it's in the next episode or, or later or what, but I mean, like, that's the name of the creature and, you know, the Jawas are after the egg and, like, you don't get to know Quill's name. He's just an Ugnaught and I know that, so, like, he's an Ugnaught. And if I didn't know he was an Ugnaught, I'd probably call him, like, the mechanic or the rancher or something like that because he's, like, that's what he is and it's almost like, it's really interesting to me the way that things are presented so singularly in the series it's like uh it's almost like it's almost like it's a blank slate like it's a very lived in universe and we can tell that and there are cultures that are represented but there's no exposition really there's no explanation of what they are they're just kind of presented to you and one of the one of the ways um, I don't remember if I mentioned this in my last review, but there was an interesting shot that was repeated where Mando was sitting in the uh, cockpit of the Razor Crest, and then you see him and he's right in his regular armor, and then he gets his pauldron because the Beskar, and then they show him again, and you see it all shiny and chromy, and it's like sticking out, and it, you notice it differently. Now, in this, after the Jawas strip his ship, um, you get to see him check one engine, he looks over at it, and he checks the other engine, he looks over at it. And then, later on in the that episode towards the end, it's repeated. Quill's in the cockpit with him after they've repaired it. Um, and uh, he checks the engine. He turns his head to look at it, the same one. And then in sequence, then he checks the, the next one, uh, like he had before. This time it's different. Quill is with him. The engines are working. You know, he's not alone. It's almost like there's a very interesting way that the shots are done. There's a, a rhyming and a repetition to it, a poetry, if you will, that, like, makes it more impactful. And it's interesting that the way things are being presented. It's a very show-don't-tell kind of series and show so far, and I really like that, and I'm really uh, enthralled with what a good job they're doing of, uh, of, you know, conveying the story without, you know, spelling everything out for you. It's really pretty awesome. Speaking of it being a very show-don't-tell type of show and uh, not expositing to the audience, um, I like that because it gives it puts a lot of trust in the audience to determine what the story actually is about and what is going on and one of the things i found most interesting is that i thought um in watching it this time that mando isn't really a hero you know he goes after this mudhorn he kills it with the help of uh you know the child and he um he kills it and he takes the egg to the Jawas and they just cut it open and start. It looks very wasteful the way that they're eating it. Um, but that's all they just, they chop it open. They start eating it with their hands and it creates this big mess. And it's, it's almost like it was all for nothing. It was almost like the quest didn't matter, but it did. Like he needed to accomplish the task in order to get, his ship back up and running in order to turn in the child or really ultimately through the narrative or, you know, from a meta narrative perspective to get him back to where he has to make a choice as to what he's going to do with the child. At the end of episode one, he had to make a choice of whether or not he was going to kill the child. He shot IG-11 instead. Here he um, kills a bunch of these Jawas. He fights against them. And then he ultimately kills this creature so that he can get his ship back, you know, for his own autonomy, but also so he can take it, um, so he can take it, it being the child, I guess, uh, to um, Grief Karga to uh, sell it, I guess, or whatever the Moff is, or not Moff, uh, whatever the Imperial dude is. 
he's you know he's going to be faced with this choice in the next episode and it's just interesting how like it's almost like it's a sidetrack and it's a side quest so to speak that gets him to go through these experiences and we get to you know see the reveal of you know the child's you know force abilities and it's just interesting because uh it's kind of like it's mechanistic and it has um a function a very practical function but also um like beyond that the way it was shown the way it was executed it doesn't feel like just a cheap thing that's meant to show you you know a cool action scene or whatever it feels like it has a purpose and you know one of the cool things that it shows or reveals is the child's ability but also i noticed a couple things when the mando is going into uh the cave you know the cave has this very dark look it's uh like almost like an eye um it feels i, I think i had mentioned that something about this felt spiritual that's what felt spiritual um he had to enter into this place of darkness and he goes in there and then this mud horn comes out <laughs> um, and attacks him if he, you know, he's going after the egg and whatnot. And like, he's ready to die. Um, you know, he checks all his weaponry before he goes and he goes in, he fails his armor, his armor on the front is ripped open and there's sparks flying and stuff. And he's at the edge of death and he, it's funny because the, the suit acting tells you what's happening. He pulls out his knife and he kind of resigns himself to dying with honor as he switches on the vibroblade. And, uh, that really says a lot about the culture. And I, you know, I, I brought that earlier, but I didn't really have a concrete example. There's a concrete example right there for you. And there's another, uh, iteration of, uh, show don't tell. None of this is said, but, and maybe some of it's baggage for me being a longtime Star Wars enthusiast knowing about Mandalorians and their culture of honor and things like that, but I don't really know that much about them. Uh, there's not that much official stuff, and I didn't read, like, the Karen Travers novels or uh, read through a lot of the uh, EU stuff with them. Um, I guess it's just been, been more recent, maybe the stuff from Rebels. Uh, I don't know, but regardless, you know, I have an understanding of the Mandalorian's uh, culture of honor, and all, I guess also this is my second time watching the series, so I know he mentioned some honor stuff later. Um, but, I don't know, it was just interesting how, um, you know, he was resigned to die. He, you know, he'd entered this place of darkness. He's attacked by this creature that he cannot handle. He is resigned to die, and his life is saved by the child. And, uh, I almost feel like descending into that cave, going on this useless side quest, um... It's almost putting him in a position where uh, he has an opportunity to change and grow and transform, and maybe he's kind of been born again, uh, or, you know, yeah, like become a new person in going through this experience, and it's just kind of interesting how the seed's being planted there, because, you know, while having watched the series, I know he does change, so that's pretty interesting. That's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, go ahead and check out mjmunios.com for all my stuff. You can look up mjmunios.com slash fo to follow along with all of the uh, fully operational episodes where I'm talking about Star Wars and, uh, you know, a bunch of different Star Wars topics, um, including this entire uh, series of catching up with Mandalorian Season 1 uh, as, I'm, as I'm preparing myself for Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say. Uh, mgmunios.com has all sorts of stuff there's podcast tabs so you can uh or podcast menus so you can check out all the other stuff i do in podcast form and um i also have writing stuff there as well as uh, some artwork that i've done with different character designs uh some of them chrome wearing dudes in armor uh who you might appreciate for having maybe a passing glancing you know somewhat very tangential uh 
similarity to the Mandalorian himself. So that's all I have to say. And uh, until next time, take care.